This show is pre-recorded and furnished by Frasier Productions. Welcome to The Deciders with Renee Frazier. This is Renee Frazier, the founder and CEO of Frazier Communications. We are the leading and largest woman-owned and woman-led advertising and communications firm in Southern California. At Frazier, we work very hard to change behavior, and we do that in the mode of growing brands, but more importantly, to positively impact society in both private and public sectors. We work very hard to use communications to make the world a better place. And the show I have here, The Deciders, is an opportunity to do that as well. We feature leaders, change agents in their communities, and we ask people to share their stories, reveal their decision-making, and share their tips for other business owners and entrepreneurs and those people thinking about business in our community. Our shows recently have focused on the issues surrounding COVID-19. We've done a series of shows to talk about what is happening in the community with the hospitals and businesses. We've talked about businesses that have pivoted and made changes as a result of COVID-19 and been able to sustain themselves in this very difficult time. We've talked about the PPP program and other programs that are part of the CARES Act to get additional funding. In this next series of shows, we want to think about recovery as we're moving into recovery in the second half of May, June, and the summertime. In, of course, a very careful fashion, practicing physical distancing, wearing cloth covers over our faces, and, of course, washing our hands on a repeated basis. But as we do that, I want us to think about, and many of people have asked me, well, how do I change my life? One of the things one would want to think about is what kinds of products do I buy? What services and what products are right for my home, particularly as I clean? And we all know now more than ever the importance of cleanliness. So today we're going to talk to a woman who understands this in great detail. She's more she's understands our consciousness about keeping our homes and workplaces clean. She's the CEO of a company that pioneered earth first cleaning products. The company Ecos has been around for over 50 years. It's number one in the green sellers market. It's also a company that has received the EPA award for safer choice. And they've done that three years in a row, as I see. I want to talk with the CEO, who is also a a part of the family. It's a family-run business. And her name is Kelly Velakis-Hanks. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here today, Renee. It's great to be with you. I'm fascinated by the company. I recognize the brand, Kelly, uh, but I want you to tell us about the products you make and the science behind it. Excellent. Well, you know, our product was started in 1967, uh, our company by my father, and he was a passionate visionary man. He was originally from Greece, from the island of Crete. And when he came to this country, he started thinking back to his childhood about how they utilized simple, natural ingredients to clean their homes. And he wondered why we were using so many toxic ingredients to accomplish the same tasks. And so in 67, he started our company in his garage. 
Lodge. And although he's no longer with us, I'm certainly proud that our mission to create products to protect people, pets, and the planet is stronger now than ever. Uh, We manufacture our products in four geographically diverse manufacturing facilities here in the United States, in Illinois, in Washington, in California, in New Jersey, as well as in Greece. Our facilities are all carbon neutral, water neutral, and platinum zero waste, which I'm really proud of because very difficult even in your home to get to zero waste, but in in manufacturing, certainly a big achievement. And we ask you how you do that. I'm very familiar with the zero waste concept and the certification. Mm -hmm. Does that mean the plastic is removed, the water is removed, and you reutilize in some way all of the waste products? Can you give us some examples of where you've innovated to do that or how you're doing that? Absolutely. So to get the U.S. Zero Waste Certification from True Zero, you have to reduce your waste by 95%. And you have to remove more than 95% of your waste from the landfills. And so I have an amazing VP of Sustainability, Dr. Nadarayaf Shermanish, and she worked hand-in-hand with all of our production teams and engineering teams to ensure that we could reuse and repurpose almost everything to work with our suppliers so that we utilize things until the end of life. So for instance, if we're getting boxes, we remove, you know, all of the contents from those boxes, we give them back to our supplier, the supplier refills it, gives it back to us. And then at the end of the life cycle of that box, we then have balers on site so we can bale it and send it to the recycling center. So it's really important to us to look at everything cradle to cradle and make sure it's a, it's a really powerful dance between suppliers, our facilities and our consumers to ensure that we can really upcycle everything and make Make sure that our footprint is as minimal as possible. That's fantastic. You know, I think that the consciousness around how important this is has been raised, obviously, by this issue. Um, I, I commend you. And the fact that they're American-based in the manufacturing yes. is impressive. We'll talk a little bit later how you're managing to be compliant in the manufacturing process. But before we do that, I'd like to talk about how the products are more essential than ever during this time and, and this notion of toxic components in some of the products we, we so readily buy. Absolutely. So we make about 200 plant-powered products in our ECOS offering. And as you mentioned, Renee, thank you. They're Safer Choice certified. So the U.S. EPA has a great program. And the EPA looks at three things. Number one, are products efficacious? Do they work? Because they have to work to be truly sustainable. Number two, Mm -hmm. are you using the greenest ingredients? And number three, are you innovating in terms of green science? And as people are becoming, as I like to say, healthy homebodies right now, and they're really bunkering down in their homes, they're looking for ways to really keep their families safe. And so I would tell people to look at the CDC's website. And the CDC clearly says we must do two things. Number one, we must clean. And number two, we must disinfect. So I want to talk about step one, because the cleaning part is key. And we should be cleaning frequently in our homes. And we want to be using products that are safer for human health. You know, this COVID virus attacks our lungs. So if you're using products all day long in your home that are actually harmful to lung health, you're not really doing a great service to yourself and your family. So for the cleaning, CDC defines cleaning as the removal of viruses, germs, bacteria, etc. from surfaces. So I would tell 
tell people, utilize our Ecos all-purpose cleaners, utilize, you know, all of the different things in our portfolio to be cleaning on a frequent basis. Also, the CDC, and I know everyone's heard this, recommends 20 seconds of hand washing, and they say it's important to use soap. And I really want to stress that with your with your audience. I know a lot of people are rushing to sanitizers, but number one is to use hand soap. And the reason for that is if you look at the soap molecule, there's a hydrophobic part and a hydrophilic part. Hydrophobic part is the part that, let's say, is afraid of water. And that part actually penetrates the outside membrane of the virus. And when it penetrates it, the virus bursts and you wash it off your hands. So people should be washing and they should use a soap like our Ecos hand soap because it's pH neutral, it's hypoallergenic, it will keep intact the protective barrier that's on your hands so that you're mm-hmm. not getting, you know, these caustic ingredients that kind of, you know, make your hands crack and you get breakage in your skin mm-hmm. and that leaves you more susceptible to, to these harmful um Very, very viruses. good point. And you mentioned cleaning and sanitizing. What's the difference? Or disinfecting, I think. Very, very good question. So step one is to clean, and that's what I'm saying we should be doing frequently. Step two is to disinfect. Now, if people actually look at the labels of a disinfectant, there's often a significant dwell time, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. You're spraying it on a frequently trafficked surface, and you're leaving it for an extended amount of time. And so people shouldn't just be cleaning haphazardly with disinfectants because you're really doing no good. They need to look at those labels. They also need to look and see, should they be wearing masks? Should they have proper ventilation? You know, how should they safely be using those disinfectants? Because as we come out of this virus, we don't want there to be a hard rebound effect on on human health uh, as a result of it. That's right. And there can be unintended consequences in using certain products. I mean, without probably naming brand names, what would you say are some of the toxic substances that are inside of more uh, generally known mm, traditional good word products that we might use for cleaning or disinfecting. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, day day one, formaldehyde is a commonly used preservative that we know is carcinogenic. 1,4-dioxane, you know, it's interesting. 1,4-dioxane is found in so many cleaning products. We know it's definitively linked to cancer. And actually, this year, we celebrated the 50th anniversary of the EPA. When the EPA was created 50 years ago, 83,000 chemicals were grandfathered in. And so when they had the Tosca reform a few years ago and they identified the 10 chemicals they should go after, which is a joke when you have 83,000 to deal with, uh, 1,4-dioxane was one of those 10. And so you can imagine how strongly uh, the Toxic Substances Control Agency felt about 1,4-dioxane, and yet that is so pervasive in traditional cleaning products and in green brands. Um, And there's just so many different things, hormone disruptors. So what I would tell people, reading labels on cleaning products is just important as reading labels on food. And California, as of January 1st, became the first state in the nation to actually require companies to disclose those ingredients. Right now it's online and next year it'll be on pack. So consumers will finally be able to look at the labels because keep in mind, these residues are on your plates, they're on your glasses, they're on your clothing. It's important and you should be picking things that have more plant-based ingredients. Plant-based ingredients, and I think of children, you know, they are, they're touching and, and often, you know, little kids are with you while you're cleaning, you know, playing in the same area and, uh, and even for obviously hand washing, things of that nature. So you could be contaminating 
them without even realizing it. So plant-based, so everything so comes from plants. No, no, none of them are man-made chemicals or person-made, human-made chemicals. So when I say plant-based, meaning that the source comes from plants. So for us, coconut is the primary surfactant or cleaning agent. And so coconut's got a, it's a wonderful fruit because, you know, it's a tree, first of all, that bears fruit for 60 years. And when you use the inside white of it or the copra, you press it and you get an essential oil from it. And that essential oil is what we utilize in the creation of the surfactant. We also utilize beets. We utilize potato waste. Uh, We utilize a lot of natural things like lavender. We utilize vinegar a lot during this COVID crisis. I've been talking about utilizing all-purpose cleaners, but also utilizing our fruit and veggie wash. Because as we're shopping Mm -hmm. in grocery stores and you're buying fruits and vegetables, how do you wash them? And I think, you know, it's a great thing to utilize something like our fruit and veggie that has organic soap, nut berries, you know. So things that we find in nature are powerful and shouldn't be underestimated. I am making a shopping list as I speak to you, Kelly. (laughs) I'm noting all the things that I need to get for myself and my daughters. I think uh, I didn't even realize, frankly, there were plant-based cleaners. I'm I'm embarrassed to say that, but I I have to admit, I think like many of my listeners, I'm becoming much more astute and uh, informed. And your notion of reading the labels of the cleaning products, of course, just like we do food, it makes so much sense. I think that a lot of consumers are taking a journey. They think first about what they put in them. So they started thinking about organic food. Then they start thinking about personal care products. And just now people are really, really understanding what's around them plays just as important part in terms of reducing the rates of asthma and cancer and nerve and organ damage and so many of these illnesses that that we really want to protect ourselves from. You're absolutely right. Well, now that we're in this environment with the coronavirus, we know the changes and the disruptions have made many companies uh, uh, have difficult times, have created challenges and barriers to producing product. Uh, is Ecos uniquely equipped to handle this situation? How are you dealing with manufacturing during this difficult time? Well, I just have to say, I'm so proud of my team at Ecos. I mean, our essential workers, you know, have done just a wonderful job uh, from the start of this entire crisis. So all of our manufacturing facilities have continued to operate this entire time. We saw a huge surge in the demand for cleaning products. Uh, The week of March 16th, I mean, numbers quadrupled as people ran on some of our retail partners. And some of those great partners are like Sam's and Walmart and Costco and, you know, and just numbers went really high. And so we continue to produce because really cleaning products is your front line of defense. I mean, it's really the best weapon in the war on COVID. And so we understood our duty to our country and to the globe at this time. And uh, I think that, you know, we were uniquely positioned to really continue uninterrupted service to our customers uh, because we had great relationships with our suppliers and we have a local supply chain. So not only do we manufacture here in four geographically diverse areas, we also source locally too. So when a lot of people experience supply chain disruptions because of partnerships with, you know, things that required long lead times, uh, we had local sources and every single manufacturing facility sources local to that facility. So if you're buying my Ecos laundry here in California, we're getting the bottles from California. If you're buying Ecos laundry in New Jersey, we're getting the bottles from New Jersey. So those local relationships helped us really scale up quickly and meet Mm -hmm. that really unprecedented demand. 
that's really smart. It also means the footprint in terms of the CO2. You're not shipping things across the country. They're coming locally, right? Sourced locally. That's right, Renee. That's how we were able to achieve carbon neutrality. You know, that very dedication to sustainability and environmental stewardship also created a very sustainable business for us during this crisis. Very smart. Now, what about the actual manufacturing process? Are you able to do physical distancing in the in the plants as you de- yes. develop the products? Mass, yes, absolutely. So, you know, we have followed very closely and exceeded all CDC requirements. So, uh, social distancing, we implemented the six-foot social distancing. It means our production lines run 20 or 30% slower than usual, but that's fine because our top priority is the health and safety of our team members, and that's been our mission from the beginning of time. So we put in that six-foot distancing. We even got t-shirts for all of our production team members that says, please stay six feet away, just to reinforce, you know, when people sometimes forget and want to approach, the shirts actually reinforce that messaging. We created taped-off areas so everybody knew kind of where to be that kept that six-foot distancing. We put in temperature checks in all of our facilities. Uh, We put in all sorts of things. We gave additional uh, time off for anybody that wanted it. We, um, you know, increased our sanitization and cleaning protocols. You can imagine we're always very clean, but now we clean and disinfect every hour. Um, So we've done a lot of things. We require masks for everybody and we supply those masks. So we supplied all team members with reusable masks. It's part of our environmental commitment is to have reusable masks. And so they've all got, you know, lots of reusable masks that they wash every single night. Uh, We've got gloves provided for every team member. And then any team member that can telecommute is telecommuting. So uh, we've put a telecommuting plan in place, and we have that in place right now uh, until um, August 31st for all team members that can telecommute. Interesting. You chose August 31st. The base is, where is the base, uh, headquarters base? Right here in California, Cypress, California. So in Orange County. Uh huh. And so you're assuming uh, you just made the decision to go all the way to August 31st. I did. You know, in, in looking at some of the numbers, I number one, I want to reduce the number of people on site so that we can ensure that our six-foot distancing always remains in place. And as the stay-at-home orders have varied in terms of time and other things, I've wanted to take a more conservative approach. And, you know, our telecommuting teams are doing a wonderful job working remotely, and so I see no reason to rush to change it. I think it's a very smart move, right? I think that's uh, probably wise. And I know up in uh, Seattle, Amazon has said people won't be back till October. Yes, yes. And and I, too, you know, August 31st is in place right now. But I, too, am very open to the idea that we'll extend that um, depending on the needs at that time. You know, this is, you know, whether or not we have these reopenings, this virus is still going to be very present. And it's a very different reality that we have to work with. And I see, you know, we're able to be just as um, productive We're able to hold all of our sales meetings and category reviews virtually. We're able Mm -hmm. to create all the content and do all the things that we need um, without jumping on airplanes and without all being in the same space. And I'm I'm really thrilled to see how our team has really risen to this challenge. I think it's fantastic. I know that you also have really built uh, into your mission people first policies. Uh, You mentioned, of course, the temperature check stations and the distancing, but even your minimum wage health care, right? So talk a little bit about that. 
And you're green Absolutely. You know, it's um, it's very important that we're not just environmentally responsible, that we're socially responsible as well. So back in 2014, we took our minimum wage up to $17 an hour. And uh, we really believe in a fair living wage for all. But we also believe it makes financial sense because, you know, our team members, they stay with us. I've got team members that have been with us for decades. And when you think about, you know, the corporate memory and the retention and all the costs of retraining and rehiring by not taking care of your team members, you'll see those hit your bottom line as well. So uh, $17 an hour is our minimum wage and people move up quickly through that point. Uh, During the month of April, we added an extra $2 an hour for all of our essential on-site workers. So throughout the entire month into May, we paid $19 an hour as our starting wage. Uh, We also have PPO insurance for everybody. Uh, We believe in, you know, great access to health care. One of the things that, you know, we, we started telling people back in the beginning of March was please use the telehealth benefits we had put in place back in 2017 for team right. members because we want them to always have access to the best health care. Um, and so just, you know, really making sure that we also look at ways in which they could be ECOS ambassadors. So if they get a green vehicle, they get $2,500. If they put solar panels on their rooftops, $2,500. If they relocate within a 10-mile radius of our facilities, they get bonuses. So um, appreciate their, their commitment to, to, to our planet. That's really good, you know. I think, you know, you obviously put your money where your mouth is, as they say. You're you're acting on it, not just talking about it. I'm I'm quite impressed. You really live and breathe it. Tell us how you came into the company. I know you told us your father started the company. When and why did you join? So uh, I went to UCLA for my undergraduate career. After finishing UCLA, I worked for five years for others, as I'd recommend everyone in a family business do. And I joined our company back in 2003. So I've been here for 17 years full time. Of course, growing up around the family business, but many a summer's working in it. Um, But 2003, and when I joined, we were a much smaller company. I mean, I can just tell you even here in California, um, at that time, we had an 8,000 square foot facility here in California. And uh, the one we're in right now is 125,000 square feet. So just in those in those 17 years, you know, a lot has changed as consumers have become so much more aware of, of what we were saying all along. But when I joined, you know, I really, um, I saw right away the opportunity to really expand our distribution to conventional retail stores and started really working on partnering with a lot of the national retailers we now enjoy a wonderful relationship with. And I really what thought had been to the tell prior our story. Direct to consumer or, or natural food storage. What was your first? What did you so model? When I when I joined the business at that time, we were still making products by hand, and we were selling to a lot of the local markets and co-ops uh-huh. um, and some of the natural markets. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think also as you said, I always suggest the same thing. When you come into a family business, it's good to come from a base of experience in another another industry, another business. Yeah. So bring. Did you see so they, any you bring you bring more to the table, and then once I got into the business, I spent years working in various areas. So working in sales, working in marketing, operations, finance. So that by the time I became CEO in 2014, um, and we lost my father, uh, unfortunately, I was ready to lead and to grow our business and to really uh, meet the global need for for what we you were also- producing. 
get a lot of credit, I think, from the employees when they see you move around and do all different kinds of work. Yes. May I ask, were there other siblings involved in the company, or is it primarily yes, you? Yes, yes, I have a wonderful sister who who's working right now in our trade and shopper marketing department and doing a great job of communicating our message in-store with all of our point-of-purchase materials. I also mm-hmm. have another brother and sister that have been involved in the business and our shareholders, so it's um, it's great to have a family business. Wonderful. Well, it's exciting. I may have you back on when we talk about family business because that's a whole other subject. But let, let's talk about new products. I think you have a new product you introduced on Mother's Day I'd like to share with the, with the audience. Oh, thank you, Renee. Yes, we introduced our Ecos Mother and Child, and basically it's a refill kit. So it is, you know, a lot of people have been rushing to stores to buy up a lot of product, and we want to give consumers a way to have a lot of product but less packaging. And so the mother is either, is uh, right now it's in all the Whole Foods Market stores. So it's an 80-ounce mother and a 16-ounce child, and the child just clicks into the mother. And so uh-huh. it's great because, you know, you have a 16-ounce bottle that can sit on your countertop. The mother can go below the sink but can continuously refill the child. There's no shrink wrap or additional packaging, and it's a great solution to offer the consumers value and more product, especially during a time period where people are really concerned about having access to plenty of cleaning products. We also introduced um, in April um, our Ecos Next Laundry Detergent, which is a a beautiful little square. It is liquidless and plastic-free, and you throw one square in your wash, and it does a great job of cleaning your clothes. And uh, we have uh, our Ecos Botanical Disinfectant that is going to be released this summer, and it's a wonderful botanical disinfectant that is part of the U.S. EPA's Design for the Environment program. Oh, my goodness. Wonderful. Well, thank you for being on the show, Kelly. This has been really helpful. I said I have my shopping list of Ecos products. <laughs> I Thank you, Renee. Much. I so appreciate it. I mean, so much of this is just about education, and I appreciate individuals like you really telling our story. So thank you. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, listeners. This has been Kelly of Velakas Hanks, who is the CEO of Ecos. I urge you to look at these earth-friendly products that are plant-based and these uh, very important and valuable clean cleaning products that will help us sanitize and clean our homes, particularly and ourselves, our hands, and particularly through this COVID-19 crisis that we're in. And I think that many of us will be changing our cleaning habits as a result of our learning. As Kelly suggested, we should all be looking at the labels and understanding what's inside these products. Thank you so much for listening to The Deciders with Renee Frazier. I want to remind everyone that I'm part of Fraser Communications, which is a full-service advertising and communications firm. If you're interested in marketing using digital, social media, public relations, and advertising, you can contact us at FraserCommunications.com to learn more. And these radio shows are also available as podcasts on the FraserCommunications.com website and SoundCloud. And we've been covering subjects related to COVID-19, very informative. And today we learned about Ecos products, plant-based cleaning products. They can be very effective, efficient, and they work so well. They have been given the Safe Products EPA Award for three years in a row, the Safer Choice Award from the EPA. Thank you for listening listening. We'll see you next week on The Deciders with Renee Frazier. This is a message from Dr. Barbara Ferrer of the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health.
One of the most powerful tools we have to slow the spread of COVID-19 is physical distancing. When you're out of your house, please stay at least six feet away from all other people and wear a cloth face covering. Learn more at publichealth.lacounty.gov. To learn more about how you can protect yourself from COVID-19, go to publichealth.lacounty.gov. Brought to you by the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. This show is pre-recorded and furnished by Frazier Productions. 